and welcome back to the movies made us do it me and matt are back how are you matt i'm pretty good sir how are you i'm all right yeah uh looking forward to uh to digging into this movie 1981's heavy metal uh a a movie that i haven't watched probably since i was a teenager Uh, i think maybe uh, watched it like i think i feel like i've watched it maybe twice in my life third three now three times now so. I've seen it a few more times than that, but it, it's probably been a good 20 years since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you first see Heavy Metal? So, now I was looking at the like the publishing history of this and stuff, and the, the, yeah. it didn't came up, come out on video until 97, or I think it was, or 90-something. Yeah. But I know I saw it way before then, so I've got... So, now I know exactly how we saw it, because of a friend of mine's brother who was like the cool guy who was in a band <laughs> yeah they had all the cool heavy metal albums and, and stuff that we used to steal mm-hmm. he had a copy of it now i don't know i i don't know whether it was a, a bootleg or it was you know copied from tv or what but he had a copy and this so I'm, this is going to be late 80s when i was like 13 i reckon 13 14 the perfect age and that's exactly what i for think heavy metal like. I think anybody who any any anybody who's who's into this stuff really should watch this when they're like thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> in in the nicest way possible. <laughs> yes. And I do mean this kind of lovingly. This this film is like it's written like a thirteen year old boy's fantasy. Oh god, yeah. Like it like it, it it's written like a thirteen year old nerd wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and I could completely see why people would hate that. That's oh why. yeah, for sure. But, for sure growing up with that sort of thing is like yeah okay this is perfect and so we a group of us we knew we had a copy of it and a group of us you know the thing we heard is it's got boobs in it yeah it's cartoon with boobs it's an in adult it. cartoon yeah so exactly so you know i think we at that point we'd already seen things like fits the cat fritz the crap cat as well yeah which we you know again sneaked watch so a group of us got together we watched it it's naughty exactly and I think, you know, you, once you, re- you, 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 the added bonus is also you recognise things like John Candy's voice and, you know, Harold Ramis's voice. Yeah. From, from yeah. Bits. The, the cast is incredible, actually. Yeah, all like, can, you know. Can, really, can, who's who of comedy? Can, um, yeah, Canadian funny people, you know. Oh, the, yeah, they are all Canadian, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the director, um, Gerald Potterton, mm. um, he was uh, English-born. Um, and he was uh, he worked pre- he worked on um, Yellow Submarine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd worked on Animal Farm. Yeah. Um, and he'd worked on sort of things like Muppet stuff, and you know he'd worked on loads of, of like really cool things. And so and so he he obviously he was basically put in charge of, of this, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, the, colossal the... thing because I think the animators different sections were animated by different you know companies each section was done by a different group i believe but yeah i, I know that there was a big kind of american and canadian groups you know so yeah but I, I know that there was a big you know back in the time to- back in the day this was all kind of everything was disney and uh i i think they got a few defectors from disney uh you know that ended up working on this because they were like i want to kind of do something crazy and uh, you know and adult and the only other sort of adult stuff that you got around this time is like the bakshi stuff isn't it yeah you know which is yeah again that's entirely something else Mm -hmm. (laughs) again you get you get the 
Have you ever seen Wizards? You must have seen Wizards. Yeah? Yeah, because that, that's got bo- like fairies with boobs hanging out and all sorts of stuff in it. And, you know, got Fire and Ice. Was Fire and Ice after this? I guess it was after this. Think after this? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, so, yeah, the, the, I think this, this is probably responsible for an awful lot. Um, I, I mean, certainly the fifth element when I was watching the uh, the, well, the second the Han, uh, Harry Canyon the stuff, Harry I was like, Canyon "Whoa!" Th- there's a video on on YouTube which basically puts them side by side. Oh, really? Yeah, it's oh, really, it's really good. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, you can definitely see he was really influenced some influence by, there. You know, this that movie. I mean, it might not have been conscious, but but I think there's some homage there for sure. Yeah, I think so too. Some in, some intentional homage. The thing is, is it's you know based on French comics and stuff, you know. So yeah, because heavy metal was a a French thing first. Yeah, right? metal wasn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. and obviously you know we got it over here, and I think the Americans picked it up. I think we all got it later than the French so got it. Is the is is the um the individual segments of this because this this is obviously it it's uh it's it's separated into different parts. Mm. And are each of these parts actually from the heavy metal magazine, or are they just inspired by the magazine? Like, what's no, the? They're all. They're all um, as far as I'm, I think some of them were were um, altered. I think they've all been slightly right. altered and things. But as far as I'm, <laughs> we don't have to pay the person that wrote it if we amend it slightly. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. the, well, I don't think they they needed to because I think that you know all the right. Oh, I guess heavy metal. Yeah. Yeah. So. Things like the the den segment and and the you know that's all um, Moebius, I think if I remember rightly is it the den one that's Moebius? I'm trying to remember if it was the den one. I know you know they're all sort of um, yeah. As far as I'm aware, they all appeared in heavy metal over the over the years. Sure. So they and I know I've read I've read a couple of den ones. I don't think I've read all of them. I've read some of the den ones. I, I think I own some. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know I've read the um, oh, what's it called? The, the Captain Stone. I know I've read the Captain Stone thing because that's Bernie Wrightson. That one surprised me. I did not remember that being Bernie Wrightson. Which is that the the rapey captain? Yeah, yeah, the rapey yeah. captain. One. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is some fucking stuff in this movie. There really is. Uh, let's let's just get into it. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> so there are some questionable things in this one of the things i will not have questioned is that this opening is fucking amazing oh, yeah. <laughs> this is incredible um so we start off in in deep space and, and we see the shuttle coming in mm-hmm. and uh you know if you're watching this for the first time you're like wow what, what what's you know, is this hard science fiction? What is this animation? And then the cargo doors open, and a classic Corvette drops out. No, you know, no, nothing keeping the 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 uh the the driver safe from the vacuum of space. I mean, he's wearing a helmet, but that's about it. And and, and then he heads into Earth's atmosphere, um, and he just uses the window wipers just to to wipe off that burn. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just wipe off the ash on the way down. It's fine. <laughs> um, and then he lands in like a crop field. But what I love is he lands first, and then deploys the parachute. Yeah. <laughs> All to this incredible soundtrack, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, this dude. If you knew nothing of this movie, 
you're yeah. like this guy is the most badass guy ever yeah, he is the hero, the hero of our story the hero we're gonna follow this guy the whole way through he's a badass yeah. mm-hmm. um so of course he heads to this mansion drives to a mansion i'm, I'm sure cause i'm sure they they mtv stole that didn't they oh for sure because mtv used to have the, I'm, the I'm spaceman sure thing was their their icon forever wasn't yeah, it? yeah and I'm, and I'm sure they used the, the flying car yeah the floating car mm-hmm. which of course elon musk is also a fan of as well yes for, for obvious reasons yeah yeah <laughs> um but yes yeah, so uh so he he heads up to this mansion and he, he's got this container with him and uh his daughter sort of lovingly greets him and um he says, "Hey, you know, I got I got something to show you," and uh, it's he shows her this this green orb, this glowing green orb, and then our hero melts. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "What the what the fuck?" Um, it's like, okay. <laughs> oh, Grimaldi is... is his name. Sorry, Grimaldi. Grimaldi yes. Uh, so he is I... melted by the orb, and there's a uh, lot of melting. People getting melted in this movie. There's a lot of tits and a lot of melting. That's <laughs> what this movie is like ninety percent comprised of. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so. Uh, and most of the people do seem very stupid. Oh I mean, god, the, yeah. The whole pic- oh look, I just found a glowing a glowing green. Let orb. me take that it back enough- to my daughter. Yeah, that alone must, should make you just go. Hmm, going reborn. Maybe I won't pick that up. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's not a, a, a good idea. Um, so the man melts in front of his horrified daughter, who um steps back in terror as the uh, the orb moves towards her. Um, and basically, it, it's a very honest green orb. It, yeah. it basically says, "I am the sum of all evil." Yeah, I am the Lockdar. I am the sum of all evil. Basically. Sum like, of oh, all evil in the universe. Okay, He's like, yeah, okay. Uh, and he's like, I am going to fucking melt you. Um, you yeah. know, he's, well, he says she, she possesses powers that she doesn't understand. Like, yeah. That um, and he's it. like, I am, I am the son of all evil and I'm going to murder you. But first, let me tell you all <laughs> about how evil it. I am. Yeah. And, and he, he, well, he's got a male voice, which is what I'm saying. But it, it, proceeds to to tell of the various stories of its influence on the universe and and all of the throughout time and space and what it's done um and it's at this point you realize this is an anthology movie uh it's 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 not gonna follow corvette man who was awesome best entrance for the shortest lived character ever (laughs) yeah it really is a sort of sort of classic bank switch isn't it it's like yeah here's the here's the coolest guy ever oh no he's dead yeah yeah um so we then got our next melt which is uh a desert excavation we we moved to the the harry canyon uh short uh or part of this uh anthology and uh we we see this desert excavation going uh going on and there's these aliens um and they find the green glowing sphere and one of the aliens of course picks it up and melts yeah um and then we are introduced to dystopian New York City in 2031. Yeah. There's still time for that future to happen. I, I thought exactly the same thing. I thought, <laughs> I thought for once we haven't overtaken the future. Yeah, it one of the few, right? Usually yeah. when we cover these movies, it's like, well, that didn't happen. No, yeah. But it's like, well, it still might. 
Uh, oh, Blade Runner, Blade Runner, we've surpassed like three times now, haven't we? In, uh, yep. In book form, movie form, and uh, other than the sequel, we we're, we're yet to. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we meet Harry Canyon, who is a uh, a taxi cab driver. Um, and uh, he's just you know driving around narrating his life. Uh, it's very noir kind of style. Yeah, he's, he's basically a detective isn't he he's yeah he's got that whole you know philip marlowe thing going Mm -hmm. um and uh we we get some nice social commentary for early 80s is quite good good social commentary with the like illegal alien he's literally an alien yeah um you know he's like hey i've got a u.s permit honestly i i I, i'm a u.s citizen misplaced it and that's what i thought was quite funny when they they're pulling that do that because that's we haven't got that bit yet, actually, because that's in the PlayStation, isn't it? They're pulling him out and they're talking. And then you get a very quick, just behind him, there seems to be a bloke naked floating in a tank. Yep. There's <laughs> there's like... lots of stuff like that. And you're like, what is going on? Why is that? Yeah. What is that? Um, you're right, though. Sorry, we did we did skip ahead slightly. I couldn't remember where that bit happens. But um, we see him doing his cab business he's driving yeah. around and he picks he up this punch. like oh you know this is you know it's, it's the shithole of the of the of the universe and now they're letting in uh aliens yeah. <laughs> aliens yeah yeah um so he picks up this punk and uh the punk tells him you know i, you know, I want to go here <laughs> wherever and he's like okay fine you know um and uh isn't it like he wants to go to city hall i think it is and he and... Uh, no where was it it was some it was somewhere that sounds posh, and then he and then the voiceover. I think said, it was like a U.S. landmark of some kind, and he's like, "Oh, they've turned it into like yeah flats now or something." Yeah, yes. yeah. It's, now it's now it's turned, it's been turned into shitty housing, mm-hmm. that, so it's not nice at all, sort of thing. Um, and uh, as it, as he pulls up, the uh, the punk basically tries to mug him. I think he pulls up pulls a gun yeah, on him, just out and says, "Give me all your money," and he's like, "You don't want to do that, yeah. buddy." Um, and uh, he's basically got this this little switch by his uh, one of his pedals is like a yeah. little switch and he, he flicks it up and disintegrates the punk um it's very 2000 ad all this like this this yeah, this segment is like it's... exactly could be 2000 ad i think that's know. another you know reason why i love the heavy metal stuff so much mm. as well because i'd already been reading you know uh 2000 ad for years before yeah. this and it's very you know farks future shocky type stuff mm-hmm it's, it's certainly got that that same kind of visual style, um, yeah, and uh, and certain themes as well, like this this kind of commentary, mm-hmm. feels very two thousand AD to me. Yeah, um, but uh, this, this is a Moebius one. Yeah, the Den one is is the Den one, not Moebius. I think that's uh, Richard Cor- uh, Corbin is the is the Den one. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, so he he disintegrates this punk. Uh, and he takes the gun, yeah. uh, puts it in his glove compartment, which is just full of guns and weapons. Yeah. Presumably, is, he's yeah. melted like a million people in his backseat. Yeah. Which again is like the the scene in um... Fifth Element. Fifth Element, where yeah. the the guy knocks on his door mm-hmm. and, and and he's got that gun. Just got all the guns, and he adds yeah, it to the the rack of guns. Like yeah. rack of guns. <laughs> I'll just keep that for you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, there's this this nearby exhibit in the museum. It's a nearby museum, and it, it's got this exhibit for Loch Nahr, which is the the green orb. 
um and uh we hear gunshots and uh this this man comes stumbling out and uh collapses on the street um and uh this woman who i think is the guy's daughter yeah is is running from the museum and she's being chased by rudnick and uh his two goons um and uh she basically runs up to harry and you know asks for to for him to to save her to help her uh and he basically says like normally i just wouldn't get involved yeah but but for some and i mean it's very clear what the reason is of course but he's like for some reason he's like you know my conscience tells me not to get involved but uh for some reason i just want to help her yeah. um i don't you know obviously it, it it's very smutty this film so it's, it's pretty clear why um but uh he he takes her to the police station um she passes out in the back um yeah. and he basically carries her inside to report the murder um now i'm assuming it's the murder of the person outside the museum yeah rather than the person he murdered in the back of his cab <laughs> i also i like the way that um he goes up to the police station and he like rings the rings the thing mm-hmm. and of course they don't just let, he doesn't go in they they like question him first yeah and then he goes in and is it it's john candy the desk sergeant isn't it he? He john says, candy plays a couple of characters in yeah, this, yeah. before characters in this he plays the desk sergeant and he basically says was it um if you want an investigation it was like a thousand dollars a thousand dollars fee to conduct an investigation yeah. and he's like oh fuck that <laughs> never mind it was, it was a dollar he gets a dollar out of it and then basically... yeah doesn't he say like thanks for nothing and walks out yeah um he's very much a new york cab driver um in fact he's driving a yellow cab as well he's yeah very much a new york new york cab driver uh so he leaves and he takes the woman home with him to his his crappy apartment <laughs> um she wakes up and and basically says that that rudnick and his men were were after the loch Nahr um it's been hidden she, I mean, it's she, been hidden she knows her father knew he's dead now she's the only person who knows where it is um she says that the um venutians want it uh yeah. because they think it, it has magical powers or abilities um and uh harry's like hey you know you can sleep yeah. on the couch yeah he's making himself a sandwich while she's talking isn't he he's yeah like, yeah he's like, a shit. complete shit whole apartment like and he's just making this like disgusting looking sandwich which again is very kind of fifth element where he just doesn't yeah, really yeah. care he's just trying to you know he's not he doesn't want anything to do with any of this yeah he's like um, help himself to anything in the fridge sort of thing yeah yeah and he, he heads to bed um she <laughs> immediately strips naked and just gets in bed with him and they have sex and yep. the, uh, she, like, they're, they're, she's in love I now. Love it. He's like, he's, he says, he says, first time. Something about first time with a New Yorker. He says, he says she, she must be. She was really, she really enjoyed it. It must be the first time with a New Yorker. Says, I gave her the real stars and stripes. So she, <laughs> hilarious. Um. So uh, yeah, they have sex. Um. Presumably fall asleep together. But the next morning, she is gone, and uh, he is rudely awakened by the police who basically like really like kick him awake yeah pretty much or, like punch him awake like, um, where's the girl? like where's the girl and then they're like um you know when she contacts you get in touch with us if not we'll kill you yeah pretty much <laughs> it's yeah. like oh okay uh, yeah brilliant um so uh harry obviously is like oh, you know whatever <laughs> he's you know he's new york 
cab driver. He doesn't give a shit. He's just like, whatever. Another day, get in my cab, start my, my day's job. Um, and then another punk gets in the back seat. And, uh, you know, he goes to do the same thing again. Yeah. But uh, uh, one of the goons, uh, you know, because he threatens him with a knife, doesn't he? Yeah. And he goes to press the, the button, but then Rudnick himself appears. And he said, oh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Um, and he, he tells Harry that he wants the Loch Nahr, and uh, he basically he's just a middleman. There, there's people off planet, I think, that that want this. It, it's yeah. it's it's not anyone on on Earth. It's it's the presumably the the Venutians, I think they're called. Um, sure, that's what he says. Yeah. And he basically is going to sell it to them. Uh, he's just looking to make some money. Um, honest businessman. Um, so uh, he then later gets a message like this little bot turns yeah, up. Yeah, he goes to get I think he goes to get a hot dog, doesn't he? He gets a hot yeah. dog from a blatant um Robbie the robot ripoff. <coughs> yeah, and he um he gets this this little bot turns up and and, and informs him. He sends this is basically like a, a a floating droid that delivers voicemail messages. Yeah. Um and it's obviously from the girl or he assumes it's from the woman. Um and she says that um you know uh she wants to meet him um and he uh he so he races off but he, of course he's being followed by rudnick's goons who are on like hover bikes yeah um and uh it turns out the back of his cab has guns yeah and boosters and yep all, all that good stuff cool gadgets. yeah so uh he takes out the goons on the way um and uh they head to the uh the statue on uh, you know liberty island and um, he meets with the woman and she says she's going to sell the Loch Nahr to Rudnick, you know, just get out of this situation. Yeah. Um, and basically she's like, will you help me? And he's like, I will for half the money. Yeah. Like, I'll help you. If I get a cut, I'll help you, basically. Um, so he's not really, you know, very few people are nice in this. Um, uh-huh. He's just like, yeah, I'll do it for my cut. Why not? Um, so they, they agree to be this, this abandoned bridge, um, and Harry's kind of covering her. Uh, she takes the, uh, the case, uh, with the Loch Nair, uh, or Loch Nair, sorry, uh, to Rudnick. Uh, he gives her the money and you're like, oh, okay, that went, that went well. Yeah. It's like, that went surprisingly smoothly. I was expecting a lot more treachery there. Yeah. 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 You're like, oh, okay. I was expecting like a double cross an action scene. And he's like, no, thank you very much. Here's your money. I'm an honest businessman. Here's my buddy. Um, and uh, so she leaves with Harry. Um, Rudnick obviously opens the, the fucking yeah. case, because of course he does. And he's like, oh, look, the glowing green orb. I'm going to touch that. Yeah, he may, he may be an honest businessman, but he's clearly not, not very smart. No one is. They see yeah. this. I, I think it's meant to just, like, be <laughs> temptation, isn't it? It's yeah, temptation in a ball. It, it, this whole film is about temptation. Yeah. And, and giving in to temptation and uh they you know he touches it and melts which is kind of ironic because out of everyone in this film he already had the meltiest face yeah he, yeah he already looked like he'd already done a bit <laughs> melting already yeah. yeah yeah he was half melted already but now he's full melted he melts as well um and um harry and the the, the woman drive away um and then she pulls a gun on him yep uh say she says look i gotta keep all the money for myself fuck you uh and um he's like you know are you sure sure about this (laughs) and she's like yeah i'm serious i i don't care uh so he pushes the death ray and kills her 
Uh, and I love the I love the way that, that unlike the punk who, who gets melted by the thing first, her clothes get melted first. Of course, a brief shot of her naked before she. Gets... Of course, <laughs> because it's heavy metal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and she melts, and then uh, he he drives away, basically saying like, "Yeah, that was a reason to be good fare today. <laughs> did, did did pretty well out of that exchange." Yeah, he, he says, he says um, "I put it down to a two day ride with the with, uh, with full tip." Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Um, and then of course we see the the Lochnar glowing uh, as it as it flies away, um, and and this is one of the things I, I noticed rewatching this the other day, <clears throat> is that some of these segments just kind of end. <laughs> yeah, they're just like yeah, we're we're just, just stopping the story here, I guess. Um, and also some of these segments, like from you know the way he. When the Loch Ness reveals himself to yeah. the girl, and he's saying he's you know, the son of evil and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff, and you think you know how he's influenced people and all that sort of stuff, and then when you get to the actual stories, they're a bit like, how is that? He's not really influenced anyone. All he does is melt people when they touch it. It's only towards yeah. the end that you actually see some real influence. I mean, the the the, the episode because he turns the people evil at the end, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> and I, you know, he's obviously sort of, you know. I mean, he does the zombie al- pilot thing, altering people's minds and things. Yeah, he does the, the, the zombie pilot. But when you get to, is it, is it the? Yeah, the, when you get to so so beautiful and so dangerous, mm-hmm. you, it's like initially you, it, it talks about the oh, oh people are mutating and we don't yeah. know why, and then, and then you, but he's on that girl's brooch, and then, well, we, I mean, we're going to get to it, but that yeah. that whole story is like, well, that really is completely different to everything else yeah that's just a really weird sort of funny side story yeah um so we 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 i was inside the link is very tenuous the link between all of this is very tenuous and it's quite clear they took existing stories and then just shoved this in there um together uh so do you get on this one we get um dead um, no, sorry, the the last the Harry Cantian one. We get Veteran of the Psychic Wars, which I fucking love that tune. Mm. It's one of the, it's probably my favourite Blue Oyster Cult song. Oh, it's a great song. This this this, this film is full of great songs. Um, yeah, and I, I think one of the reviews I read from from well, one of the reviews I saw from an old when it came out saying that the actual soundtrack isn't as heavy metal as it is it's very it's actually not as like loud and it's way more rock than than metal it's, yeah it's much i mean rock. mob rules is like the the most metally song that kind of stands yeah, out I think so yeah um I mean, even some like real sort of like i mean journeys on here you get that yeah. journey, sort of like journey love song sort of thing and you think wow this is a ch- ch- cheesy journey song in it as well which is that's not very heavy metal at <laughs> no. all now ironically heavy metal 2000 which is shit does have a heavy metal soundtrack um yes that's but that's great. later that came out in 2000 in case you couldn't guess um so we then move over to den who uh, is a teenager and uh likes to do some science experiments and um he uh he finds the loch nar in his backyard um and uh he thinks it's like a meteor of some kind and, and in in the weird thing doesn't melt nope get- nope he does not melt he just takes it and puts it in his room and no. kind of forgets about it yeah yeah uh i think he's the only person might be the only person who touches it and doesn't melt oh no 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 he's not no he's not um 
it does a few people manage yeah um so uh yeah so then later on he's performing an experiment with lightning and um the the energy kind of gets gets taken by the lock nar and and, yeah yeah and uh and it shoots the the uh the the kid uh into outer space to uh to a distant planet yeah it was a really that's a really nice um sequence as well it's a great sequence yeah spinning through the sort of spiraling universe you know sort of like (laughs) he becomes this like naked kid like spinning through the thing and then slowly naked naked kid uh, voiced by john candy becomes strong black man voiced by john candy yeah well he's den's not black he, he just he does look black but he's not... i was gonna say he certainly looks that way in the, in the the animation but and one of the things uh in, in this becomes in the... like a super muscular uh alien man massive, i guess yeah he, uh sort of peak he doesn't human. look alien enough to be alien i think that's the problem no he's supposed to be just a sort of peak human right um, in the in the comics, and this is one of the things about the the heavy metal comics right. that obviously you know you don't don't get in this one so much. Mm. But Den basically just wanders around completely naked. You see everything. Do you know so it's, it's weird? I I was thinking it's not just the girls that. Well, that's the thing. Watching this, I was like, I I kind of it would have felt less awkward if he had just been. Yeah, if, if the guys were naked as well, it would feel way less awkward watching it now than it does. When it's just all the women are naked he's, all yeah. the time. Yeah, in the comic, he's walking around with he's just walking around with his wang out. It's like fine. All right, but he then. makes they make a point because when he arrives, yeah, he grabs a flag, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's like, well, I'm but, not going to do that. I'm not going <laughs> to wander around with my Johnson out, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, he arrives on the planet and and he he sees a a a girl being sacrificed, a a nude girl being sacrificed by a nude priestess, because <laughs> of course. And I love the uh, thing. It's cool, was it? Uh, Ulutik, which is Cthulhu backwards. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then fine. <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah. and uh, yeah, she the, this this priestess has got this mask on, and um, she's reciting this this thing, calling to the god, like you said, um, Ulutek, Ulutek. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously the green ball is the Loch Nair. Um, and she says it is to be placed in the idol's hands, um, and then this this other then then the nude woman gets thrown in a pool, yeah, to be sacrificed, um, and it's like red. I don't know if it's just meant to be water with like red sand underneath, or whether it because it looks lavy and and. It- it does it first. Is it water or? I think it must just be water with something I red underneath it. He swim through it, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But he jumps in without a second thought. He's like, yeah. "I'm jumping in there." I'm like, "Whoa, really?" Okay. Um, so Den, uh, seeing this and in his new super body, muscular body, uh, jumps into the water uh, to to rescue the uh, sacrificed girl, um, and he he swims underwater with her, and he's like. By now, I thought I'd be running out of air, but I'm not. This body is like somehow I I can just keep hold my breath for for you know yeah. massively and long then, periods of time. He's like, I hope she says, can. I hope she. Yeah, he says I hope <laughs> she can. It's like she's probably long drowned. To be honest, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, he 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 manages to to rescue her. 
her yeah. she she introduces herself as Catherine and she's like, Hey, I'm I'm British from Gibraltar and it's like, Okay. Yeah. It's very specific, like yeah, very she, specific to tell us where this person is exactly I'm from. The, I'm from the British colony of Gibraltar. It's like uh, okay, then you Okey could have just said Gibraltar. And and then she's like, I haven't got anything because she's naked. Yeah. Um she's like, I don't have anything on me, but you can have me if you want. And I, one of the love is it's it's so funny i love this bit because it's it's such a fucking nerd a 13 year old nerd writing this is what i thought when i was watching this this was the specific one when i was like Mm -hmm. this feels like it was written by a 13 year old because it's like skinny nerd kid D &D kid scientist kid turned into muscly man who instantly gets laid by two women i mean it's 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 it was taken it was based on uh, oh i'm sure yeah John Carter, isn't it? It's it's basically John Carter, but mm-hmm. with with more boobs. With more um, boobs, yes. But what I love about this one is is the bit where he um, he says she had the most beautiful eyes and the yeah, most yeah, I know she rolls the framing. She, you don't see her face. She rolls over her her, her, her enormous boobs. Yeah, coming to yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing that I really think. Uh, honestly, I I think that's the thing that saves this and dooms um heavy metal 2000 is that this yeah. has a great sense of humor mm-hmm. heavy metal 2000 like tries to take itself way too seriously yeah and it's just awful this at least is funny because that made me laugh when he's like oh she had such beautiful eyes it's <laughs> yeah. like really <laughs> uh yeah because like you said you can't even see her eyes in that shot right no, literally he yeah. says he says she has beautiful eyes and her and she rolls <laughs> over her and her boobs come into view <laughs> as he's saying it. <laughs> yeah fantastic um so uh so yeah so they have sex uh but they're no, they're they rudely interrupted they i think they do start to have sex he's about to and he said because he, 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 he sense about was it was it first time in 18 years or something and on, 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 no, but later on he says late, twice that, later on he says twice so i assume they do but don't get all the way I, maybe I yeah i think he gets cock blocked um so uh he's interrupted by these creatures um who who take him uh to uh this this palace um and uh we we meet ard who who basically is like a a ruler and he's the rival of the priestess that we saw who was sacrificing catherine in the first place he's really fair isn't he he's He's, great (laughs) he's sort of like loungy and yeah he's like just flopping about on his chair (laughs) on his throne and clearly what i like about the you know they're obviously rival. He's rivaled with the queen, but the, the all the mutants they've got all kind of look. There's no actual difference between them. They just, no. just a group of one mutants. follows one, one follows the other. Yeah, it's the old green versus blue from Babylon Five. There's, there's no <laughs> yeah. logic to it. They just do. Yeah. So what's the beef? Well, he is blue. I am green. Yeah. Okay. And a- anything else? No. Nope. He is blue, and I am green. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Why are you understanding here? I don't understand. Yeah. Your, I don't understand what your, what your problem is. Yeah, green follows <laughs> green leader, blue follows blue leader. That's, yeah. that's all there is. We fight <laughs> to the death. I so that's bad now because I'm just thinking of when Ivanova changes their, their changes the around. Yeah, <laughs> well, so we're gonna go and get some dye. <laughs> oh god, Pablo Five. And when she thinks that the um. The, the cycle because it's like it lasts like 
two weeks or something isn't it or like a week yeah. or something and she's like oh a week and she's like ah, he's, he's like no it's drazi week which is like three yeah. earth years or something yeah um but yeah uh anyway back to heavy metal um <laughs> so uh dennis like immediately he's like where have you taken Catherine? i love her now we just yeah. i met her five minutes ago we've had sex and now i love her <laughs> um and uh art is like hey she's Which again would be a very 13 year old yeah oh response. god yeah it, it like i said it literally her boobs. i love her now mm-hmm. she's my... yeah she's, that's, that's she's what my... i mean it is yeah. literally written by a 13 year old <laughs> um, and uh so he's like oh, she's still alive she's frozen in this big block of ice thing and i will she she and he's like you killed her he's like no i didn't kill her she's still alive but she only i can bring her out of suspended animation um so you have to complete a task for me and he does, we, we did skip that he does shoot him doesn't he so we do see them that he like regens oh yes yeah, sorry yeah he does so there's a weird mix in this as well of of guys with like swords, swords. and then guns and, and like occasionally they'll just fight with swords and then someone will pull out a machine gun and just obliterate people and like okay yeah uh yes you're right so he he does he he uh he kills a bunch of these these mutant creatures like quite easily he's as he very easily because he's strong man now strong and uh he he yeah he, he shoots the shit out of ard but uh ard just laughs it off and, and regenerates um and so he's got the wolverine powers yeah He's the Hugh Jackman and cannot be stopped. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, he says, like, Den, you need to complete this task or she will stay in suspended animation. And then Den is like, what if I don't? <laughs> he's like, well, then you'll die and she'll die. And he's like, okay, I guess, yeah, I'll, I sorry, guess I'll help then. That was, that was simple enough. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. He got me there. And he, he, he brings out his, like, captain, doesn't he, to go with him. Yeah. He, he, hey, he, he speaks English really good. Like, Norrell? Yeah, yeah. Really good. Uh, he's like, this is this is my my man, and he's gonna go with you, and together you're gonna infiltrate the the queen's palace, and uh, you're gonna find the Loch Nahr. Um, so he's like, okay, fair enough. So uh, off they go with a small group of a small guard uh, from uh, from Ard's castle palace. Um, they head off, and uh, they find the Loch Nahr. It's in a dark room. And um, he goes to grab it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the That's darkness, he accident accidentally. Yeah. As you do, he accidentally yeah. grabs the bare breast of the queen by accident. Completely by accident. She then is like, "Kill this motherfucker immediately!" But then she's like, "Oh wait, no, I- actually." actually he's muscly man now yeah take him to my bedchamber instead um and what i love about this scene is that as as he's being led away with her the guards who are there are like oh for fuck's sake not again she's always doing this (laughs) she always does that it's like wow she's in charge all right she gets to do what she wants Uh, this uh, it's simultaneously awful and brilliant. Like it's yeah, very I, entertaining I, for me personally. I think it's still. I was actually surprised how well it holds up. I think it's got it. It's so tongue in cheek that it, mm. it, it 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 works because it's tongue in cheek and it's clearly having fun. Yeah. Uh, if this stuff was being taken seriously, it would be. 
I mean, it's pretty offensive anyway, but it would be really offensive if they took a lot of this seriously. It's yeah. it's clearly done for laughs, and it's clearly silly. Um, and, and I think it works so much better for that. Um, so it also helps, by the way, that I, I really love this kind of, uh, I guess, arguably cheaper, early uh rotoscope style mm. animation i love yeah. this style of animation I as well and i love the designs i i just think it all looks gorgeous to me i love you, it you sort of think that the, that the rotoscope would be would be a bit rubbish because sometimes and you think yeah, but then you think about stuff like this and you think about um it's just that style the lord, the lord of the rings yeah fire and ice as well yeah okay. and it, it works so well i mean i love the one of my favorite scenes in, in lord of the rings is when they're panning across the orcs oh, so good you get all those like it's basically just blokes in rubber masks but, but it looks fantastic it does look incredible yeah i absolutely love that animation um but yeah so uh anyway they guess what comes next they have sex <laughs> yeah, guess what uh, and he's like hey twice in two days um but then guards enter the room and uh, tell the queen that Lockgar has been stolen. He is denied again. Um, and uh, yeah, so it looks like um, the 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 heavy stole it and escaped. Yep. Uh, the the second, you know, the the second guy. Yeah. Um, so Den was a distraction so that the Lockgar could be stolen. The queen is fuming and uh, tries to kill Den, uh, but he escapes on an alien horse. That's, yeah. that's that's you, you know do. just as you do that's just that's just <laughs> what happens um but of course the queen flies after him um to uh to the statue of the the god and um ard is already there he's the you know they've started the ritual already yep. of course catherine is going to be the human sacrifice right. twice in one yeah. day um they're like either way either way Catherine is screwed in this yeah. in this situation in this scenario whether it's art or it's the queen it's always going to be Catherine. yeah um but uh den has uh disguised himself as a priest it's like that's like the musliest priest <laughs> um but you know they're they're wearing like the the, the old robes and stuff and whatever um and uh so he rescues Catherine um den sees uh sees the queen and ard and this is the funniest scene of the whole film the the voiceover for the queen and ard arguing over the Lochnar. yeah he's like it's mine give it to me and she's like no it's mine give it give yeah. it to me and she's having like the, the like shittest argument ever it's amazing they're yeah. so childish about it mm-hmm. um and uh of course this this you know he sees them the fighting over the Lochnar, and he gets this idea uh, he wraps a chain around a spear and he throws the spear at them and uh, it, it gets stuck in the rock um, that's like above them. Yeah. Um, he puts the other end of the chain in the water. Yeah. Uh, and then Matt, I don't know how he knew this. Well, I think he's trying to, he's basically recreating the experiment he did, isn't he? The, oh, like, no, the... you're right. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, sorry. I didn't think about that. It calls back to his original yeah, science he's... experiment because he's still got brains still a yeah. nerd yes fantastic he's recreating the experiment he did before yes uh yes and uh lightning hits the pool uh and and of course it follows up the chain to the Loch Nair, and um 
it basically yeah it recreates the accident that, that sent him to the world in the first place um art and the queen vanish and and i guess that sends them somewhere anywhere probably yeah, earth uh, i guess uh, they're gonna conquer earth now possibly. um and uh the loch nar falls down the steps um and catherine's like hey you know you could use that to rule the whole planet um but then's like no i'm gonna fly off with you instead because i saw your boobs and i love you yeah yeah um and uh the uh, loch nar breaks free and um it that's heads off into space that's that's proving that he can be resisted yeah that's a stupid story to have told this girl that you're yeah, that's trying to intimidate <laughs> <laughs> like no let me tell you about the times i've failed but people can resist me <laughs> yeah i am fallible i mean he does kind of say you know not only some people can resist me it's not you know not only a few people yeah yeah and then we get to captain stern yeah horrendous captain stern and his ludicrously overly complex plan yeah um so the loch nara flies through space and it, it comes to this space station near jupiter and it lands inside um and it becomes really small like a i guess like a marble like a marble, yeah yeah like a, a marble size and it gets picked up by this guy and uh we then see hanover fist sorry called hanover fist yes and uh there is a trial taking place next door uh huge kind of arena um filled with all these creatures aliens humanoids um and and we see the accused captain lincoln stern uh who is being charged by the prosecutor for like a list of things that go from horrific uh it's uh murder space piracy rape yeah. and a moving violation well that yeah that's that's the that's the obviously the funny line is the, the, it? The, the, the funny, yeah, violation yeah, yeah. yeah was it 12 counts of murder a first degree murder 14 counts of armed theft of federation property 22 counts of piracy in the high space 18 counts of fraud 37 counts of rape Jesus and one and one moving violation yeah it's kind of hard to follow uh to do a joke after the last one but they do yeah. um so you know the, the crowd is kind of waits with bated breath as as the prosecutor asks for his plea yeah. um and somehow they're surprised when he says not guilty not guilty and he's like really you're surprised that he denies all of those things but i'm guessing everybody knows that he knows that he's guilty, guilty. Yeah. there's no way that they don't know that he's not guilty yeah um and he just seems like he doesn't care yeah. he's just like almost laughing he's like eh. he's got an angle yeah yeah he's got an angle yeah. um his attorney quite funny is he's voiced by eugene levy and i would have never have no recognized. yeah um he's uh his attorney uh basically begs the prosecutor uh or sorry he begs he begs stern doesn't he to change yeah. his pleas like what are you doing like Do it. what are you doing you mess everything up and he's like no no don't worry i've got a plan uh, so the prosecutor calls their star witness Hanover Fist, um, and he's basically been promised a huge payoff if he if he testifies as a character witness for Stern. Um, and basically, he starts testifying as if he's a good character. Yeah. But then he starts saying more, even more, way more horrific crimes 
yeah, that Stern has committed. He's flicking the the the, the lock nut between his fingers, isn't he? He's, he's he's rolling it around the desk. Yeah. And he basically every time he he sort of he twitches and gets this sort of this voice, other like, almost other voice comes out of him, yeah. telling how much of an awful person he is. When he suddenly basically gets huge. Yeah, well, yeah, and and the thing is, he he's, he lists off these horrific crimes that, yeah. that he's done, like even more horrific than the ones we listed. Um, probably the kind of things that might get you bad on YouTube if you said. Uh, so <laughs> he's done some horrific things, and and the, so Hanover Fist is is saying all of this. Um, do you get the name by the way? Do you get the name? It's yeah. funny because he's getting paid um so uh, so you think that this is because of the loch nar and then he gets giant and you think oh my god the loch nar is like like possessed him and he's become this this crazy creature and he's like i will kill stern i'll, I'll kill him for his crimes and um you know basically all hell breaks loose and he he walks up and he, he punches the uh the attorney and you know god knows what um, but it turns out that all of this was Stern's plan anyway. Yeah. So, like, he was a character witness, but his plan was that he would say horrible... Th- I don't know, maybe the Lochnar did the horrible thing, saying the horrible things that I, he wasn't I, meant to say. Yeah, not quite sure whether they... But the, Stern kinds of plays it off like it was all part of the plan, well, and like, it's some bizarre... Yeah. I don't really understand this bit, if I'm honest. I don't really know what the plan <laughs> was. What was part of the plan? What was the Lochnar's influence... Yeah. Like he wasn't clearly he was meant to get big. That was obviously part of Stern's plan. So maybe it was just what the Lochnar was saying. Yeah. But then the Lochnar yeah, is like, evil the, and I'm like, why are you trying to stop Stern, uh, who's I also clearly evil? The original story, I don't think the Lochnar is in it, so That makes more sense. Yeah, I think it was just him. Right. But anyway it's been a long time since I fucking read it, so that's Stern's right. like, hey, here's here's the money. That you 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 know here's the money, buddy, and um, fist changes back to his his usual form. He kind of shrinks back down, and um, Stern, you know, he thanks thanks Stern, and Stern's like, no worries. Uh, also, by the way, get fucked, and yep. uh, he uh, pulls a lever that happens to be there, and uh, and fist is is sent out into space, um, and he basically, I guess, burns up. In the atmosphere of a planet, yeah, except, except for his hand, except for his hand, and we and we see the marble, uh, the the green marble, space, yeah. yeah, floating away, and then we get to my favorite scene of the whole film. So there, is, between that and this, there is a missing segment. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a plate a bit ah. called, uh, Neverland, which was going to have Pink Floyd's time on it. Oh, nice! And it was going to be about how the Loch Ness is. Um, influenced people over the centuries and stuff yeah because they kind of that would make more sense because it's suddenly we're <laughs> yeah. all in the future and then suddenly we're in the past and it's like okay <laughs> yeah. fine i mean this this doesn't make a whole lot of sense anyway this this movie so it kind of is fine no. but it is a bit jarring that we suddenly go back in the past and you're like okay um but anyway this is probably my favorite part of the whole movie the the, the world war ii b-17 bombers okay i understand uh, I just like the art style and, and oh, it's just yeah. a nice little self-contained story. Um, 
uh so anyway yeah we've got these b-17 bombers uh flying over europe 1943 and um the the lead bomber basically comes under fire heavy fire from uh, anti-aircraft and uh kills a bunch of the uh the gunners um and uh the bombardier is killed but the plane drops its load successfully right i think he dies in the in the act of of launching so they 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 successfully bomb yeah um and uh yeah but so then he he climbs they basically you know they they succeed in their mission but most people die um they start flying back to their their home co-pilot climbs in the back and everyone's dead yeah um tail gunner's also dead uh but then the glowing sphere is yeah. following the loch Nahr is following the plane and it, it flies under the plane and goes up through i guess one of the holes in the fuselage um and uh it, it basically uh lodges in the bomb bay right yeah i think so and it knocks the co-pilot unconscious and then the entire plane glows um and then the co-pilot wakes up walks back through the fuselage um and basically all of the bodies have disappeared um and uh he can't find anyone there's nothing going on and then suddenly uh two some hands grab him and and pull him um he starts screaming and uh we don't see anything other than a bit of blood Uh, he gets pulled into the into the gun pod pod. Yeah, yeah yeah Um, and then we see in the cockpit the uh the, the pilot's calling for the co-pilot uh it doesn't get an answer um and he turns on the autopilot walks to the cargo bay and uh, when he opens the door we see loads of skeletal monsters and it's all very um sort of pre-code 50s comic e- horror comic yeah, ec comics yeah mm. very it's very ec comics it's very cool um and uh yeah so they've all been turned into like skeleton monsters he fires at them and uh jumps out of the plane uh lands on a desert island but then that island is also covered yeah, in loads of crash planes covered in mass, yeah massive wrecked planes yeah um and they've all been transformed into into monsters all of the creatures so they they all come out the man is dead yeah. um so i i don't know why i i just think like that's a really cool short no, it's a really nice little basic yeah horror, horror story basically just just of you know zombies and and, and no smut it's just a really cool yeah. visual short yeah, yeah. story it's just kind of awesome yeah um this one so this goes into so beautiful so dangerous right mhm but i think it, it it does um it does a nice segue this one where you see the b17 pilot in the the scope of the spaceship hovering over the earth yeah um and then we see the pentagon and uh we get this, this the, the voiceover again uh and we see this this limousine arrive um and this this prominent this 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 prominent scientist is outside and there's these reporters come up and they're like hey what about these mutants yeah. they're, they're, they're popping up uh and he's like ah don't worry about it like we'll we'll, we'll yeah yeah he dismisses them he basically um, says there, there are no it's like there's no such thing as aliens well you know we're all it's just us it's fine the yeah and then he i love because then he goes into the meeting room 
with all the the officials yeah and he's like just this is just as this massive alien spaceship's turning up and he's like there's no such thing as aliens and everyone around the table's like oh thank god i was really worried about that (laughs) (laughs) like oh you had us go for a moment um but um so we see uh there's like one of the the is this she's a scientist right the the lady Oh, I think she's, she's just a secretary. A secretary? Secretary? She's a secretary, yeah. But and she's she's got, she's got the Loch Nair as a brooch. As a brooch, just for some reason. Yeah. She also hasn't melted. No. Um, and she has the Loch Nair, uh, yeah, as a brooch. Is it a brooch or a pendant? Yeah, it's a brooch. It's a brooch. I think it's a brooch. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So um, suddenly the 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 scientist's voice um starts kind of slurring and uh he suddenly attacks the secretary yeah he motorboats it doesn't he yes yeah well i, I guess because he sees the loch Nair, right which is when he kind no, of goes for no it's boobs he goes for a boob is it, it? Well, well she's wearing a she's, I mean, it, that's it, where she's probably, wearing the loch Nair. so it's I, probably the loch Nair that's that's influencing him yeah because yeah i assumed he was going for that but obviously yes it's it's heavy metal, so obviously. Heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Um so yeah, he 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 basically ravages her and uh, and then this spaceship basically saws a a hole. This kind of tube comes down from the spaceship, saws a hole into the top of the building. Yeah. And then sucks them up. So um the the scientist and the woman basically get sucked up uh into the spaceship and uh they go through this this series of tubes. Um and um the the, the whole sort of scientist dies then sort of going around the, the, the thing is it's, a, it's quite a long sequence and it's really again it's really beautiful it is yeah these pipes and tubes mm-hmm. and, and pipes of this huge ship yeah um and it turns out that the scientist was a robot he was a robot and he kind of breaks into a load of pieces as he hits the ground yeah um and then he the... was pulled up accidentally yes yeah uh the woman who we learn is gloria uh she lands a bit softer and she's met by this little robot and um get voiced by john candy. john candy again yes uh john candy i think is he's like the most prominent mm-hmm. voice actor in the in the film really isn't he yeah. just like three or four at least three so far um maybe more i'm not sure um so she's like hey i i want to go home <laughs> And, and the robots say, "Ah, you can't, you can't do that. There's this instability zone around the ship. You, you, you can't leave. You have to come with me." Um, and <laughs> and then much like the the mutants in the last story, um, Den in Den, uh, oh. here we've got these these two pilots, uh, these alien pilots, and they're like, "Oh, for God's sake, the first Earth woman we've had <laughs> on this ship, and the robot bloody <laughs> the takes robot. her away." <laughs> um. And of course, they they just start doing drugs. Zeke's voiced by Harold Ramis as well. Yes, yeah. Uh, they do a bunch of drugs as they're they're piloting the ship. Yeah, it's like randomly. It's like, oh, we got any of that stuff left? Yeah. He says, yeah, I think we got a, a, a small amount. And he pulls out this like massive cart with a bag on it, and proceeds to sort of start sp- spraying it around like, yeah. like it's like a line thing, isn't it? That you get mm-hmm. um, in on like uh, football pitches and stuff to make the lines yeah. basically laying down all these loans of what basically is coke isn't it pretty much yeah um so while they're piloting the ship on coke and hallucinating um in the bedroom the robot has had sex with gloria 
and she feels guilty about having sex with the robot because she's in a relationship. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you don't, he doesn't have to know. Yeah, he's like, well, first of all, he's like, she doesn't, he doesn't have to know. And then he's like, why don't you marry me? <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's like, she's like, I can't marry you. It would never work. And he's like, oh, please, we, we can try. And then she's like, well, okay, but only if you're circumcised and we can yeah. have a Jewish wedding. <laughs> And this robot, by the way, is not even remotely humanoid. We should be clear. (laughs) It's not even remotely humanoid in shape. It's got, like, weird cones on the side of its head and, like, you know. It's basically a series of boxes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a classic box box robot. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and he begs her to go steady, doesn't he? He's like, would you go steady with me? Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's John Candy. I can't can't help Uh, but love John Candy, you know? What I like is that the the voice of um, of uh, Gloria. Mm. She did some of the voices. Uh, she she because of her her sort of childlike voice. She did a lot of voice acting. You're right. But she, if I remember rightly, she was the voice of um, some of the goblins in uh, Legend. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so anyway, the the uh the ship doesn't crash despite the pilots being on drugs. They they managed to land. Um, I like I like the conversation between them. It's like, "Hey man, how are we supposed to like land? You know, it's, just crash." It's like it's fine. It's just, the idea is to it was, it was, the, the trick is to like use the controls like you're not stoned. <laughs> <laughs> so they they manage to land they crash but they do land and they're they're kind of like they're pleased with themselves that they they didn't kill everyone yeah exactly any crash you any landing you can walk away from yeah pretty much (laughs) um and uh then that story just ends that's that's that done Uh, like it's funny as that story is it is the one that you go what why was that added yeah like oh and what you think it's going somewhere like we're gonna get some comedic wedding or some ridiculous thing and it just never happens it just ends like story over (laughs) okay cool moving on and again like i said it doesn't show the lochnar really doing anything it might have influenced the robot yeah but that's about it who knows um it i guess yeah it influenced the robot at the start and then uh, after that it was making the the turning the mutants yeah but, yeah, I mean, maybe the robot was meant to go on and do evil on Earth, but then the aliens accidentally took the robot back up with them by accident. I, I don't know. I don't really yeah, know what... It's very, it, is, it, it does seem slightly out of place, that story. It, it's odd. Um, but anyway, now it's time for Tarna. Oh, well, I've got to say as well, there's mm. there's two bits that I... One bit in the... In the um, which one was it? It's the... Oh, the den, in the den bit. The music, the the incidental music in the den bit is very Star Trek. Oh yes, it really is. Yeah, and also in this story, when they're flying around through space, that they get there's loads of like wrecked spaceships, and there's one that is clearly a wrecked Enterprise. Yeah, which which is again quite funny. So the Lochnar is uh, he's like I'm I'm gonna kill you, daughter of Grimaldi, but I've got one more story. Which is the one that you probably should not tell her. Yeah. It's the one that's a mistake. This is my favourite. Well, thing. this one this one is my second favourite. 
Yeah. I, I, I love this one. And this one's uh, definitely Moebius. Yeah. This was uh, based on uh, Arazak, I think it's called. This one has the most plot. Yes. Like, there's there's actually a story going on here. Um, so, basically, the Loch Nair uh, appears in the sky of this alien planet, and it's huge, and it embeds itself inside of a volcano. Yeah. It's a dormant volcano, but it all starts glowing green, and um, this this tribe of humans um, see the event and they they head to it like a religious thing. They're like, oh, you know, they're they're drawn to this this volcano, um, and suddenly it erupts and um, this green lava spews everywhere and everyone drowns um, in this in this green lava. Yeah. But then they rise and they're suddenly evil and they've got green skin and claws and they're like basically mutated evil people now mm-hmm. so this is kind of it starts off as like this is the story you should have led with Lochnar because this is showing you actually making people evil and and showing your actual influence and then yeah, you get to it, the end of the story and you're like why did you tell that story at all that was yeah <laughs> I, I think really it, dumb of it, you what a better idea with this one was maybe to have halved it yes so that you start with the you know the initial mm-hmm. takeover, yeah, and then later on you finish with the with, uh, with the rest of the story, Tirana mm-hmm. sorting it out, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now they're evil, and um, they basically kill anybody who opposes us. Yeah, they they're kind of just yeah. And then we get Mob Rules, one of my yeah. favorite songs. Awesome yeah. song. Um, so yeah, we we see this city. Civilization is the enemy, and and these these barbarians are they maraud through the town, massacring everyone. Um, loads of people are getting killed, and this council is meeting in a large chamber in this tower. Doctor Strange is there. Yeah, and, I thought that as well. I, was like, I do definitely Doctor Strange. Yeah, looks like him. Um, and uh, they basically like, oh god, we're we're screwed, and and the leader's like, no no. The only thing that can save us is uh, is Tarakian, Tarakian, Tarakian. That's it, Tarakian, uh, which is like this ancient warrior that protected their race throughout. Well, he history. says it's a race of. He said first of all, he says it's a race of people, and they, and one of the other ones says, "Aren't they all dead?" Yeah, and he's like, "No, there's at least one left." At he's least like, okay. one. I hope she doesn't take half an hour to get ready and turn up too late. <laughs> yeah, we can we can summon and they do that big summoning. Yeah. we can summon her but unfortunately we can't summon her in her clothes so she has to go and get slowly dressed first (laughs) which is one of my favorite suit ups ever it's It's an awesome scene and there is a moment there's a brief moment when you're like is she dressing up like zed from zardoz is that what's happening (laughs) but it it doesn't unfortunately there there is there is a moment though when you're like hang on a minute (laughs) the the boots are there You can have the gum belt. Come on. It's pretty close. It's pretty close, yeah. Um, She actually wears more than Zed. (laughs) She does. (laughs) She's actually got a big glove and everything. Yeah, yeah. She's got more on the digital cuttery. Um, And she was rotoscoped by a model uh, called uh, Carol Desbins. Okay. And I've seen some pictures of her. With the, she, she's basically, wearing like a black outfit and white. Wouldn't they yeah, wearing a lot like, of white? Kind she's of. She's got like being... a body stocking on, I think. And yeah. She's got the 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 suit over over the top of it. 
Mm. It looks really cool, actually. Yeah, I think they did like a, a Tron style thing, didn't they? Where they filmed yes. a lot of stuff, and then and then obviously in this case they rotoscoped over everything. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I think there was like white tape to determine where clothes were and things were and stuff. Um, yeah, very cool process. <clears throat> Certainly a lost art. Mm-hmm. Um, although obviously there's rotoscoping of a different kind nowadays, but you know this this hand yeah. style is is very unique to a certain period of time. Um, so I, I love it when you get the you get the, the you when you get the uh, them doing the red short to summon him, and you've got yeah. that kid who's pushing who's who pre- and you think it's going to be but, successful. Yeah, this big this big machine comes out to brace the door from getting and uh, it takes ages and to come up. Yeah, it, it it hits the door and you think, oh, that looks like it would probably hold them for well, a bit at least. Then it completely gets disintegrated. It disintegrates the with the door. It made yeah, no difference. It completely, yeah, completely falls apart. Yeah. And the poor kid gets absolutely peppered with bolts, arrows. Basically. Yeah, yeah, it just gets skewered. Yeah, <laughs> they all get killed. Um, so everyone dies at the temple. Yep. Um, but uh. And you get that voice it when after she's finished sort of dressing and and stuff. Mm. The voice at the temple says, "Oh, because of the pact with these people, or something. Yeah, the, part of the pact is um, if you can't protect them, then you have to avenge them." And you think, "Oh, that probably they probably didn't want that part." Yeah, of they them. probably didn't. They probably would have rathered if you could protect them rather than <laughs> yeah. spending half an hour getting your golden sword first. and getting dressed. <laughs> but never mind. <laughs> Takes you a long time to put on very little clothes. Yeah. Um, well, you know that she has to get through like all the, the, the she the swims through the water and then she gets yeah. <laughs> gets the sword so you should have summoned her on that bit of the island not on the other yeah. side of the ocean where she has to swim across <clears throat> um so anyway she's got a bird thing it's really cute yeah don't get too attached um <laughs> and uh she she gets on the bird and she flies off that she's gonna seek revenge or or well like you said rescue them or seek revenge and um, again you get that you get that really basic but beautiful flyover it's great yeah yeah it looks it's incredible such a beautiful flyover the, 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 i the, love the animation of this i really yeah do. i do i think it's a, it, it it completely still holds up yeah for me it does this is very much a like i'm a big fan of this kind of hand-drawn style and this mm. this early style i like i'm the same not that it's like this but i'm i'm the same with anime as well i i much prefer early hand-drawn anime yeah. than the more modern stuff um mm-hmm. it's just more my jam and this is very yeah. much my animation style i love this kind of stuff it's great i mean let's let's face it a lot of the um the CG animated stuff these days is fucking awful. I hate it. I really do. And there, there have been so many instances where I've watched something and I'm like, I really like the story. I just, I just hate the art style. I hate yeah. it. One of the only um, ones. There's been a, a couple of ones that have been actually good. I mean, I really like the Godzilla one. Yeah, which is interesting because you and me both quite enjoyed uh, most of that Godzilla, the the three Godzilla trilogy. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people hated it, especially Godzilla yeah. fans. Yeah. It got, it got some real. Some, some I liked real, it. Yeah, I liked it quite a lot. Um, the biggest disappointment with that, by the way, was the Godzilla City, and then they never turned it into Godzilla, uh, into Mechagodzilla. Sorry, Mechagodzilla yeah, City. And it's like, why was... didn't you do that? Because the design looked really cool as well. It would have yeah. been really fun, but never mind. Um, anyway, 
so yeah, she's gonna go and get some uh, some revenge now because she turns up and Doc Strange and everyone's dead, and the leader. This is important plot point that will come up in a moment. Has been beheaded. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's holding this amulet in his hand with this symbol, and uh, she she takes it from him and uh, flies off, uh, finding this tavern. And uh, she she parks up outside the tavern where everyone parks up. They're hitching posts for flying creatures. There's yeah. flying bats there, and, <laughs> and like the bat things look like they're going to be really aggressive, but they're not. Yeah, she just pulls like, up and puts a bird next to it, and I'm like, "That's going to cause a fight." No, yeah, just... those things are just going to eat your bird, surely. But they don't. They just chill out. That's... It's fine. <laughs> um, and she's just hitched the the bird up when some guy gets smashed out of the door. Yeah. Uh, oh, she notices the amulet matches, doesn't she? On the the side yeah, of the the, the saddle, the saddlebags got yeah. the amulet. <clears throat> um, and then this guy gets kicked outside the door, starts getting beat up. Um, and she just walks past, and and the the mutant barbarian eyes her up basically, and looks all creepy. Yep. Um, like, she walks into the bar. This this panda playing, and I've it's, been... it's Devo, isn't it? Yeah, it... Devo, like, it's basically just Devo playing. Yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. It is awesome. Um, uh, through being cool, isn't it? So I love uh, again. I love Devo Devo as well. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she gets up. She walks up to the bar, buys a drink, or just gets given a drink she doesn't really buy one no, she, does, she does i think she does pay for it yeah. I think she puts she puts a thing that puts a coin down i think yeah i don't know where she kept that money but <laughs> <laughs> somewhere <laughs> produces money he, he, he did boob pop- maybe it was in the satchel bag of the bat thing <laughs> i don't know who cares um anyway she she these three th- barbarians at the bar immediately see her and and they they walk over to the table where she sat um and um they're like you know she he says like oh she doesn't speak to not say much does she and he's like oh i i don't need us to say much for what i want to do yes it's very rapey this film yep um and uh yeah so basically she like hits him with a tankard really slowly with a tankard she yeah. like gets it and she really telegraphs it but he still takes it and he gets smacked in the face with this tankard uh <laughs> starts a fight and then she beheads them all yes um which i assume is because she's getting revenge for what happened to the leader who got beheaded right yeah so she's gonna do unto others what was done onto them yeah she knows that they're obviously part of the group so yeah Yeah. um she places the amulet on the bar and grabs the bartender and and he's you know she obviously doesn't need to say anything he's like yeah they're over there (laughs) camp by the mountain where the where the green meteor landed um so she flies over and uh you know to to the volcano where the the Loch Nahr is um uh but she is caught in a net she's ambushed by the barbarians um and uh, they haul her up onto the canyon um where they 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 see the barbarian leader there and one of his lackeys um grabs her and notices a symbol on her neck um and uh he's like ah she's the the thing i forgot the name of she's uh, a... ter- ter- oh christ ter- uh terranian terrakian terrakian she's a terrakian and Terrakian. uh the barbarian leader's like i don't believe you and he's he's like yeah oh, she's got the mark sir she and... was captured really easy for a terrakian yeah <laughs> which she was to be honest and then of course he's like well i don't know a stripper 
uh, naked and tie her up. Yeah, he says, bring me my whips. <laughs> yeah, bring me my whips, because it's heavy metal. We'll, we'll do yeah. that. Um, okay, fine. And then they're like, what should we do with the bird? And he's like, kill it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so she's brought to the chamber and she's tortured. And then I don't know what the plan was. I, I, so I assume there is something in the bottom of this pit that's going to eat her because she's thrown into a pit after being tortured. Yeah. And they she... throw her clothes down as well, which kind of said to me like she's going to be entertainment and she's going to fight something or something's going to happen. Yeah. But we never see it. Well, my guess is be... so she's, she's thrown down in the pit. My guess is that it was just supposed to be a disposal pit. Because after oh she, maybe yes and then somebody else, else gets yeah. thrown down and he just goes he goes straight down is that she hits she just luckily like hit. yeah maybe that's what it is because okay. I was like is it like I kind of assumed like oh some monster's gonna come out that she's gonna have to fight or face down there and they'll be like you know like um um slug boys pit in Return of the Jedi <laughs> fucking jab of the heart sorry yeah the, I've the, deleted the Star Wars I've deleted from my brain I can't even remember, <laughs> can't the, remember the, the red core pit. Yeah, the Rancor pit. I was like, it's going to be like that. But it, it's not because the bird turns up and you never see anything in there. So that makes more sense. So yeah, you're, you're probably right. It's it's yeah. a disposal pit I where they're throwing I, things to die. I, I haven't read, I don't think I've actually read all of them or hmm. I've read it at all, the original. So I don't know, but my guess is it's probably very sanitized what happens to her. Sure. You don't all you see is he, he he gets the whips. You see her chained up. When then you see her, you, you see, see her injured. Her yeah, on the ledge with like lots of cuts and things. Yeah. And she, I mean, she's naked, but everyone, like, every, every girl's naked in this. That's just yeah, exactly. that's what this film is. Um, it's sanitized. Yes. Um. So anyway, the 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 bird, um, basically is is tied up and um. This guy, one of the barbarians, is trying to shoot it with a with a big arrow, and the bird pulls someone in front of it, and one of the captors gets skewered with the arrow instead. The bird yeah. escapes, flies down, rescues uh, Tarna, and they fly off. And then the leader's like, "I want her dead," and they all fly after her. Mm-hmm. Um, the bird gets shot out of the air in the neck. Um, and uh, they they both. It's pretty tough, mind this fucking bird. It's like... Yeah, it does. It it withstands a lot. Um, yeah, and the, they crash land. The bird is in pain and seemingly dead. Uh, because it kind of looks like it dies. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the barbarian says, "Right, we're gonna fight to the death now." And uh, he's got this robot hand. Yeah. And he Which turns it like, into a saw. With a, with a saw. Uh, she obviously has her sword, her golden sword. Um, but he manages to get the sword and he throws it away, doesn't he? Um, yeah. And he cuts her arm and her stomach. Yes. Uh, like kind of slashes across the stomach and, and her arm. So she's bleeding. Um, and it kind of looks like she's going to be killed when suddenly yeah. he's bitten on the leg by the bird. Yep. Uh, he's distracted long enough uh for for tarna to to bash him in the head with a pipe mm-hmm. um and um she then basically gets grabs his robot arm and um cuts his throat yeah she forces, forces it into him and uh and then uh, basically yanks off his helmet and uh and basically punches through his face yeah which is awesome yeah 
um and uh yeah so she she punches his face in literally um he's dead and then she uh she climbs back onto her tough old bird and um she takes his saddle off doesn't she and she gets on yeah yeah and uh flies to the volcano the loch nar then talks to her directly and, and says you know don't sacrifice yourself you can't destroy me uh it's you know basically it's a waste of your time yeah. um but she uses all of the energy of her warrior race mm-hmm. and the sword and sacrifices herself and the bird uh to destroy the loch nar um and this this i don't really understand what happens here but the sacrifice is so powerful that i think it travels through time and space yeah it's it's like it's it echoes of, back it, i guess yeah yeah it's like feedback but it's never clear what time period no. anything is happening in so whether this no. goes back or forward but i don't it also especially since what happens afterwards as well yeah i have no idea but it's cool yes it's a good it's cool visual uh in the present the lochnar uh starts to shatter and break down um the daughter runs from the mansion in terror yeah um and uh, the mansion explodes and um in the, the the crop field outside the mansion the daughter sees uh tarna's mount basically appear out of thin air it just kind of materializes yeah. appears and uh she goes over and pets this alien creature that she's never seen before climbs on it and and flies off um and and this is kind of i guess i'm not sure if this is meant to happen before i think this is meant to happen before what happened in the future with tarna well, and that this the, is tarna no or it, is this the start of her race or is this just so a lost is, daughter of the the race no, I think, so the voiceover says she's now she was tarna has now been reborn in her right so it's a rebirth of her so spirit yeah, in... and she's there to, she's basically there now to protect against the Lochnar in the coming age so sure. then, even though the Lochnar is destroyed i imagine it will reappear yes well i mean it says that that it is considered a god and presumably yeah. it's unkillable it's it's the eternal war between the loch nar and and the tarakians yeah this film has some fantastic these stupid names <laughs> well, that's just fantasy for you really. it is just fantasy for you but again it, it, it leans into that that uh teenage D male teenage D yeah. player wrote this feel to the whole thing you know uh-huh. terrakians and, and really, really grimaldi does. and you know i appreciate I think, silly names. so the the, the her theme tune in mm. this bit uh oh Alan yeah sorry so she starts growing the the gray hair and starts to yeah her hair and she gets the symbol and stuff and that's the end yeah anyway sorry continue uh so the the, the theme tune for her mm. uh was by alma bernstein um, was originally written for the character of Alex from Saturn 3, but not used. Oh, interesting. Which I thought was quite kind of cool. Yeah, I, like I didn't know that. That's that's pretty sweet. I like that. So yeah, that's that's it. That is heavy metal. Um, a film that many people will probably find offensive. Oh yeah. Certainly now, probably mm. even in the 80s. Um, but I will say it's some terrific animation. Well, I think that a it's lot got of, some cool visuals. A lot of the um, reviews at the time basically said it was just an adolescent fan. Oh, and it it absolutely, it's unashamedly that. Um, And it's got a good sense of humour. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, the fact that it, like you said, the fact that it does have a sense of humour about it kind of elevates it from a lot of the other barbarian-y type. Yeah, it's got some fun. I mean, it's clearly, you know, (laughs) it it, it is a misogynistic, uh, erotic fantasy, male Mm -hmm. fantasy. Um, And, but it, it does have that, a that amazing art style which i love yeah. it, it's got some great short moments anyway yeah. but i think that that visual style the art style and the comedy and the satire and the commentary really kind of elevates this where i feel like heavy metal 2000 is just shit because yeah. it takes itself way too seriously and as a result feels more offensive because yeah. it's like trying to be serious and I- I only saw it the other week, like literally when when I thought we'd do. It, I thought, well, I'll, I'll see sure. if, if I can find it because I'd never. Yeah, it's on YouTube. That's why I watched seen, it. Yeah, exactly. So I've never <laughs> seen it before. And um, even though I, I I have read the comic, mm. uh, which is you know, Ken I'm Lee sure Simon, the comic's fine. Simon Beasley. Um, I, I don't remember it being that great. Either. Oh, okay. It's, the artwork's great because it's Simon Beasley. See, I really don't like the art style of this either. 2000 no no no. the, the comic is good no that's comic, what i mean yeah i'm sure the comic's the, better yeah, the, the, the art yeah. style in this is terrible mm. in this sorry in the second in, in, the, in the, 2000 yeah yeah it's awful and the thing is is it it looks it, like it, that early flash animation style and it riffs so heavy on the tarna stuff there's mm-hmm. the, the whole getting dressed sequence is completely out of, out of that yeah um just done badly and and um, with no comedy no or not I much mean, so it feels really where um oh who is it it's um the bad guy it's what's his face isn't it um oh god i honestly couldn't tell you oh it's it's he always plays bloody bad guys it's it uh that's gonna annoy where the hell is... michael ironside yes so i think there's a couple of times where he sort of says things that are quite funny mm-hmm. but it does fall quite flat. The only thing I quite like is that Julie Strain's in it. I've always got had a thing for Julie Strain. Yeah. And, you know, um, Julie Strain, brilliant, as a weird aside for the, the whole Julie Strain thing, is that she, um, she actually ended up... She she had a, a accident when she was a kid. Oh, really? Um, that um, basically... Yeah, well, I think not when she was a teenager or something, she basically fell off a horse oh, God. and damaged her head. Um, and completely forgot all of her childhood. Oh my god, really? No knowledge of her childhood whatsoever. I had no and idea. Then, and then later on, she started basically getting dementia. Oh wow. Uh, and, and yeah, and that's kind of basically how, how she died. It's really sad. Wow. She's only 58. I was going to say, she died two years ago, according mm-hmm. to IMDb. Yeah, wow. yeah. And I think by the end, she, she I don't think she knew anything by the wow. end. And it all, basically, they think it all stemmed from this accident she had when she was a kid. Wow. I had no idea. Yes. I, I really liked Judy Strange. Strain. She was lovely. And the, I think her what was um, her her autobiography was called, um, I think it was Six Foot Two and Worth the Climb. <laughs> uh, dear. She was incredibly statuesque. Yes. Somewhere I have a, um, a, like a magazine special pictures of her basically as Vampirella. Right. Which is really fucking well. I love it anyway. But that's you know again, that's the the, the teenager in me. <laughs> that's the, the, the teenager who loved heavy metal. Exactly. Um, but yeah, heavy metal two thousand is just lacking everything that makes this charming and funny. 
um yeah. and and entertaining despite its age and despite how you know misogynistic it is because it, it clearly is but it is unashamedly so and it is yeah. it is very tongue-in-cheek and it's very honest mm-hmm. uh and upfront about it um i you know i it it definitely held up better than i thought it would yes yeah, i thought this was I gonna can... be awful <laughs> After 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 sort of putting it forward, I did think, oh, it's been a good twenty years since I've seen it. I hope this. It's fun though, isn't it? There, I don't know because we quite often do movies we know off by heart. We're like, I know this is going to be good, but there is something fun about like, oh, I wonder how that's held up. Yeah, <laughs> will it hold up? You know. Um, yeah, I think it still does. As long as I do. as long as you're aware of, of what it is, then I think. I think it's billed as an erotic sci-fi, right? Yeah pretty much i'm I pretty sure so. it is like it, it's it's pretty clearly you know and there have been so many attempts to get it remade or you know to, to carry on the um david finchner and james cameron were both behind trying to get new ones made so, uh, so uh 2008 and 2009 they were trying to get all oh, right and they had segments that were going to do directed by tim miller zach snyder gore verbinski uh del toro all you know uh and at one point, it was uh, oh, Robert God. Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez had it for um... heavy metal. Would be just Zack Snyder's wet dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like right it up his street. You, you see, in things like Sucker Punch, yeah, you I can definitely see the heavy yes. metal influence. Yeah. On on Sucker Punch, mm-hmm. and uh, that all fell through. The, the 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 I think the magazine was Eastman sold it. I think, from what I've heard now, it's gone a bit woke, but. I, I haven't read any for years, so I don't know. Right. I mean, the idea of heavy metal going woke seems completely bizarre, but there you go. Um, it does so, seem to somewhat go against your target demographic, I must admit. Yeah. So it kept being sort of Finchness that still kept trying and trying to sort of get it, and the funding kept falling through, and it got, I think, a close a number of times. And then, and now I think, I, now I mentioned this, I found this out when I did my review of season three of this um so they basically said why don't we just go to fucking netflix netflix is willing to pay anything right now and they, <laughs> this is going back a few years now yeah which which of course they were they were mm-hmm. basically green lighting anything so they went to netflix and said you know we want to do heavy metal uh and they said yeah sure we'll fund it but we don't want it to be heavy metal so they re they remade it and it it became love and robots uh love Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, okay. So, Love, Death, and Robots, which I think I did. Men- I found out you did. I- uh, yeah, I remember now. You did mention that. Yeah, so that's what that it became. The and I, I think it's you can see that. I think Love, Death, the, and Robots the- act is is better written though. Sorry, it's, Love, Death, and Robots is better written than this. Oh, well, uh, I would yeah, argue. Season, it's very hit and miss. Season two. I've only seen the first season. So. Oh. I th- I think they're all worth it. Mm-hmm. Season three is, is actually better than season two. Oh, okay. Uh, there's some really good ones in 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 all those. They've mm. all got like really nice, you know, episodes in them. And I think that we must. That's the way of a lot of anthology, isn't it? Like couple of ropey, oh, couple yeah. of good, couple it's, of great. It's completely the nature of anthology is that it's rare that you get an anthology that's 100 percent brilliant. Yeah, it happens, but very rarely. And well. Like that as well. I was thinking. I was thinking that I think I saw this uh, roughly the same time that I probably saw um, Creep Show. I was just thinking Creep Show, yeah. which has got a very similar feel to it. You know, it it's does. got that whole riffing. Well, that's very much pre-code comic. 
yeah completely that's exactly what it is um <coughs> yeah so it has it has all those sorts of things and i'm i, I really i'm a really big fan of love death and robots mm-hmm. i think there it's overall it's it's worth your time well i in thoroughly enjoyed and and had a good laugh watching heavy metal had a good time so yeah i don't know who i recommend it to um 13 year old boys 13 year old boys <laughs> yeah um but i well, don't know me, with the with the invention of the internet i don't know that 13 year old boys is even the target if you if you watch this as a kid like we yeah. did right I would say revisit it for a laugh because it is still fun and and it does it, it the animation yeah. certainly holds up. And, and that's what I would say. I'd say anybody who's interested in in a in a in a movie that's uh, a real sort of slice of history of yeah. animation, you know, American animation or or you know that sort of European American uh, animation, great soundtrack. Yeah. In in both the actual score and um the the, the you know. Dio and Black Sabbath and, and uh, you know, all the amazing, you know, Blue Oyster Colts. It's got a fantastic soundtrack. Really, really, really great soundtrack. Yeah. And I would, I would you know, as long as, as long as you're aware that it's, it is juvenile. Yes, very much so. I think you, you, you'll have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd re- absolutely recommend this. I'd, I'd also recommend Fire and Ice, Wizards, like you said, um, yeah. you know. Um, I'm trying to see if I've ever watched Wizards. I'm I'm trying to work it's, that out. It is really it. I, I it's it's certainly of its time. Oh it's, yeah, I mean they all are really. Yeah. Um, always about like I I got really fond memories of Fire and Ice, but I haven't watched that for quite a few years. No. Um, I always remember it's it's one of those things because you see like the Frazetta cover and you know it's Frazetta and you're like yeah. oh it's gonna be a... and then you see the animation the animation is like this where it's it's great. Mm-hmm. But it's not for you know. You see the Frazetta paintings. You're like, oh my god, are we going to get a Frazetta painting? You know, the cover, the cover of this was done by um, Chris Achilleos. Yes, yeah. So it's, it's you know it's Tarna it's Tarna uh, as drawn drawn uh, as drawn by <laughs> as drawn by Chris Achilleos. Yeah, and it's a great cover. It's, it's an amazing cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely, I I certainly recommend it if you've got a sense of humour and you want a bit of a laugh. If you have fond memories of this as a kid, watch it again because it, you know, it's it's got and, some great moments in it, and, and it certainly went on to inspire stuff. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, there's so many things that have, have you know, spawned been from this. By it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's generally the same with heavy metal, the heavy metal magazine itself. Yeah, I think you're right. So many things were 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 uh, influenced by that. Mm, absolutely. But yes, anyway, that was Heavy Metal. Um, we will be back next week uh, reviewing new things. Um, hopefully I have a few things to review by then. But uh, yeah, until then, stay safe, take care, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, bye.